0: You're listening to the ESO Network. Your station for all things geek. Ian, look
1: at this.
2: What well, it's a police box. What on is he doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. See
0: it, you feel it? A it.
2: hey, vibration. It's alive.
1: Earth Station Who? A fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who Universe. Hold tight where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now.
2: I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This? What is this?
3: That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the Doctor. I'm a traveler in space and time, and that thing buried down there is
2: called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this.
3: Hey there, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, Who Vians. We are going back to the Tom Baker era, and we are going to be looking at the Leisure Hive. It's going to be very interesting to talk about this one. This is the beginning of Tom Baker's last season as the Doctor. So this is going to be, you know, very interesting. Or as I like to call it back in the day, I used to call it the Red Doctor era. Because it, <laughs> it was like, I think, also the beginning of the John Nathan Turner era. This was just, mm-hmm. you know, this is a whole new change for Doctor Who at this point. So as you could hear, we have a guest with us let's welcome chuck with the show welcome sir hey thank you very much and we had your lovely wife on last week and yep that's now, right now we are going to have you you know we figured let's have the two felt nerdy people on but separately you know so <laughs> it's kind of like the dating game we can ask you the same questions and see if you got the answers right
1: oh uh, you're gonna cause us problems well, of, course. <laughs> of course
3: but thank you for our, joining us tonight and so this was your choice for this episode yep. i know i know you gave me a list and we kept on going did that one did that one did yeah. that one that one i felt so bad you know doing yeah
1: that. but i chose every other doctor who story first and then decided on this one
3: <laughs> exactly so why did you choose this one though
1: uh well it's fun and it's it's interesting and it's unique and it's the beginning of a a new era of doctor who as well as the beginning of the end of uh of another era in a way so it's uh, it's sort of sitting at a cusp on a period of Doctor Who history. I thought, thought it was pretty interesting. And I think that there's a lot of stuff in this episode or this serial that carried over into the new uh, Doctor Who series in, 20, in 2005.
3: Oh, I could see it. I definitely could see that. It was very interesting. And we'll get into that in a bit. And, you know, so... We know you do puppet shows, you do Star Trek, mm-hmm. but I think the first time I saw you guys, you had been doing the Doctor Who show at Hulanta.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
3: What got you into Doctor Who, and you know what? What's your background with it?
1: Um, there's a lot of sci-fi shows I got into when I was really young. Doctor Who wasn't one of them. Doctor Who I knew of, but I, I seem like I never could really it had ever grabbed me. It seems like every time I saw an episode of Doctor Who it seemed like it was tom baker in episode 12 of 13 wandering down corridors for half an hour and i just couldn't i couldn't engage with it. i had the same problem with dark shadows where every time i watched dark shadows it'd be quentin Collins in a you know graveyard for half an hour and i just couldn't i just couldn't get engaged with it so it, it really wasn't until the lead up to the 96 tv movie when i was uh, probably 15 ish and the um the Sci-Fi Channel magazine did a special about Doctor Who, a big spread, and they had all the Doctors and sort of told the history. and I just found it super fascinating. As a, you know, I was a nerd. Uh, I watched every sci-fi show I could find. Big into Star Trek, and just the idea that the same character had been going on at that point for over thirty years, and then you know, they had they even did a, a photo shoot where it was um, uh, Paul McGann in the same pose that William Hartnell had been in holding a candle and looking out the TARDIS. And I just found the whole thing just super fascinating. And after that, I mean, I loved the TV movie when it came out, I didn't know any better. And then I sort of, you know, after, the rest of the nineties was really just, um, you know, once I had my own car going around to video stores and, and tracking down Dr. Who VHSs.
3: Oh, that's very cool. That is very, very cool. Yeah. Cause when we talked to Veronica last time, she blamed you completely with, Learning about Doctor Who <laughs> so,
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm responsible for a lot of that kind of thing with her
3: That's awesome though, that is awesome yeah. And that's a sign of a true and Is passing it on to a new generation mm-hmm. So that yeah. is awesome my friend That is awesome Well welcome and we're very glad to have you back on the show Hi, right. me too Glad to be and here Of course we also have our regulars here Let's say hi to Mr. Mike Gordon Howdy And of course the lovely and talented Mary Ogle
0: it is fantastic to be here.
3: And of course we're very happy to have you guys here. So please write us feedback at earthstationwho.com. dot com. And if you ever get a chance, please subscribe to our show. We would really appreciate it. And if you ever feel, you know, generous enough, please also we have a Patreon. Please subscribe to it. And you know, you get nice swag. You get also the show early and you also get a couple other bonuses up there. So join in with all the fun at the ESO Network Patreon. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO Network. Definitely check us out. All right, folks, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, There isn't really still any new Doctor Who news. Uh, San Diego Comic Con came and went and no word from Doctor Who, obviously. We are hoping maybe to, you know, over the weekend at least maybe get a trailer for the 60th anniversary stuff that's going on or even the 100th BBC 100th anniversary special that's coming up in October because I think we're any day we're going to get that I have a feeling so fingers crossed on that and I was hoping maybe they would time it with San Diego to do that but you know we'll see and you know we definitely would love to you know find out what's going on because you know rumor 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 you know even you know still nobody has been saying anything about seeing shooty on set anything, you know, even cause you know, there's tons of videos of Catherine and David on set, you know, there's all over YouTube, just, you know, type in Dr. Who 60th anniversary. You're going to get tons of it. You know, people shooting with their phones, people or you know, even some of the organizations that report on Dr. Who, you know, f- showing filming and basically that's all we're getting right now. So, it could be all a smokescreen by RTD. He could just say, "Hey, let's just take you know David and Catherine and you know really freak everyone out, and they not even appear in the episode." You know, I think that would be kind of fun.
2: Yeah, that would make everybody happy.
3: Oh, of course it would.
2: <laughs> that would that wouldn't piss oh, off I'll, anybody. those
0: t- <laughs> t- <doctor> fans.
2: <laughs> that'd be that'd be a great way to get in good graces right off the bat. Sure. <laughs>
3: well, it would be actually kind of. You know, like it'd be a dream sequence or something, you know, just do it that way. You know, while he's...
0: Shudy got, got one, wakes up and then gets in the shower. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> and he walks out, you know. Yeah,
0: that could
3: work. It definitely could work. But, you know, with the 60th anniversary coming this next year, uh, quite a few cons are starting to announce their schedules and their guest list. And there's some pretty amazing, you know, guests already. The big one, Gallifrey One in February over in Los Angeles, that's usually the largest Doctor Who convention in the United States, has a, you know, already released their first round of guests and a lot of classic series um, guests are coming already. Mikey, do you have the site up and do you want to talk about it?
2: Yeah, and one thing I found surprising is that um, you know usually Gallifrey One tickets uh, passes go really fast, like within a day, if not a lot quicker. Uh, but there's still passes available.
3: Yeah, I'm, um, shocked. So I, I find I'm shocked by that. In a in a day, it would go out, be sold out in like maybe two hours, three hours. They've had no, to pre- less, like Remember,
0: minutes. Remember Ma-
3: Mary when you and I went a couple of years ago. Yeah, um,
0: it, it it was. Uh, we were just lucky to get in there. Yeah. yeah,
3: I think we, yeah, got, they, we uh, got lucky to get in because I think the server crashed and we were able to get in with the second.
0: Because
2: <laughs> they really limit the amount of people that they have uh, attending the event, so um, it's very usually very difficult. But right now, maybe a lot of people are waiting uh, for guest announcements, and uh, a few days ago. They made some announcements. They started with uh, Colin Baker, uh, Janet Fielding is also going to be there, Sophie Aldred, uh, Wendy Padbury, who i would be really excited to meet someday, uh, Fraser Hines, uh, Michael Troughton, uh, Richard Price, uh, Tony Lee, Paul Cornell, a bunch of other folks. Those are like the big names, I think, right now. Um, but uh, there will be more to come, obviously.
3: That is awesome. Yep. It's definitely some names that I would love to go see. Like you said, Mike, Wendy, Perdari, and Fraser would be great to meet, and it'd be—I'm sure they're going to have them up on a panel together. And it would—I would just, think so, yeah. It would yeah, just be awesome is, yeah. to meet them. And you know, it would be great to see you know Sophie again because she was the first Doctor Who guest we actually interviewed officially as Earth Station One in Earth Station Who back at uh, when it was. Not even Who Lanta. It was Timegate back then, so that was pretty awesome. And you know what? I think it's kind of cool that you know they have some great guests. Great to see Colin. Great to see Janet. And you know, it's because Janet's going to be coming, and actually Sophie are going to be coming right off the hundredth anniversary of BBC's you know the Doctor Who episode. So it'd be awesome to see them get some opinions on that. So, but I do know that. So there's going to be a big contingent of Doctor Who guests right now at uh Pensacon in, you know, Pensacola, Florida. And that is actually February twenty fourth to twenty-sixth. <laughs>
2: the weekend after Gallifrey. <laughs> the weekend after Gallifrey.
3: So yep. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome that, you know, they are, you know, announce, who they're announcing already, because they already have on their list they have Chris Eccleston, Daffy Ashbrook, Paul McGann, Sophie Aldridge, Sylvester McCoy, Colin Baker, Nicola Bryant. So you know that's pretty awesome. You know that they're you know loading up. Yeah, it sounds on like group. a lot
2: of people are going going from the West coast and hitting Pensacola right before they go back to England. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: you know what? There's worse places to go. You know, Pensacola is right on the Gulf and you know, I've I've been looking if I'm going to go, I'm going to probably stay at a hotel right at the beach. So, you know, maybe it takes a day day or two extra just to enjoy that. And you know what? I've never been to Pensacon. Mark Maddox goes every year and he loves the show.
0: And yeah, he raves about it
3: exactly how far is pensacola from you mary
0: it's about four hours
3: oh wow okay i didn't realize yeah. it was that far yeah because it's only five it's five and a half for us so it's almost
2: i know almost same um but i'm really happy to see that at least the southeast is is getting i mean there's dragon con of course which i think we'll talk about in a minute but but you know with uh, you know, no more time gate, uh, no more who Lanta, uh, no more con K. Um, it's nice to see that some con is sort of picking up the Doctor Who slack on the southeast here and, and giving us Doctor Who some some uh, fans some some great guests, uh, you know, that uh, we can go and celebrate Doctor Who with.
3: Oh, totally I understand that. That's it's it's nice to see Doctor Who fandom being represented in the South because even while, you know, the high, de- high days of Hulanta and Con K, there was also Hurricane Who and there was other Doctor Who cons in Florida, but most of those have fallen by the sides also. And it's just interesting to see. And I don't know if that's a state of just fandom in Doctor Who right now, which we've talked about at nauseum a lot on the show <laughs> but it's just it's just real interesting to see that you know the south really doesn't have a true doctor who convention anymore so you know it'd be great to be able to you know take advantage of something like this with the 60th anniversary coming up so it'd be very interesting to see cuz i know like up north there's still long island who and i think there's also chicago tardis also yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
2: yeah i think uh i think gallifrey one and chicago tardis are the ones that have been going on for a long time um and i don't see them disappearing anytime soon but as far as the others you know uh who knows i think uh yeah i'm not sure but i i don't know i think um we're seeing a lot of it's not just doctor who i think we're seeing a lot of small cons go away uh which is uh I think that was start, a trend that started pre-pandemic, but then once that lockdown happened, I think it just kind of killed a lot of them.
3: Mm. No, I agree. So the, a
2: lot of the smaller cons, especially in the Atlanta area, are going away, and I see that in other, in other places as well, which is kind of sad.
3: Exactly. Exactly. So, you know what? I'm only hoping, you know, here in Atlanta, we get, you know, some Doctor Who guests for Dragon Con. Because... Right now, we're almost 30 days, you know, before the con, and they're still making announcements big time. And, you know, we're recording this right now. It's the 27th of July. And, you know, as soon as we hit stop recording, they're going to make five different Doctor Who announcements, (laughs) you know. So I'm sure the only Doctor Who guest so far – You know they've had you know they have a couple of people who've like made minor appearances, but the big names are the Darvols, the only one right now as of this date. And I don't know if he's there for more of because of Doctor Who or because of Legends of Tomorrow.
2: Yeah, well, they announced him along with a couple of other people from Legends of Tomorrow. So. Right now, there seems to be a big uh, focus on DC uh, properties, uh, DC Warner Brothers properties, TV, movies, that kind of thing. So I don't know if that's a trend or, you know, we'll see. Because, like you said, there's going to be a lot more time to announce a lot more things. So,
3: oh, could that mean that, they, that Dragon Con might be getting The Rock?
2: That would be. Yeah, cool. I would not <laughs> hold my breath on that. But you never, but you never know. You never know. I just thought that was. Uh, unfortunately, of... they did not uh, make a huge presence uh, at uh, San Diego. So, who mm-hmm. knows what they, what the, <laughs> where they're waiting to do things from.
3: Oh, the presentation they had for Black Adam was amazing
2: at San Diego. Uh, outside of having the Rock come out in the outfit, they didn't really do much else. They didn't really announce anything. They they had a trailer. That was about it. They certainly had a lot of properties that they didn't really. Uh, support with panels or information or much of anything so um, as a matter of fact most of the uh, sources i saw said that warner brothers uh, slash dc were were some of the big losers of uh, san diego this year
3: no I could totally understand that marvel which was you know not even supposed to have a huge presence probably stole the con again this year with all the announcements that they did so pretty amazing with that so yeah, sat on DC, but, you know, Dragon Con's going to make up for it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well,
2: and as we talked before the show, too, I mean, BBC and Doctor Who did nothing in San Diego either. So,
3: Well, there's stories behind that, you know, with Doctor Who. And I don't want to get into that because it's hearsay. And
0: Yeah, there's lots of rumors about distribution. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, <laughs> one right of there. the big, oh, that is actually a big news, actually, bit. I didn't even think about it. Disney is actually thinking about running the new Doctor on Disney Plus.
0: They're in very early talks.
3: Yes,
2: yeah, that's a that's that's hearsay and rumors.
3: Well, well, I think it's more than hearsay, but but it's interesting that they are because I know Disney has been interested in Doctor Who since probably I'd probably say ninety seven, ninety eight, and so it's you know during.
2: Would have been a lot easier to pull the trigger way way back then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> if they if they wanted Doctor Who, then they could have probably gotten Doctor Who pretty cheaply and easy then. Then, so uh, they're going to have to pay a little bit more for it now. But if they if they're interested, but I mean, who knows? I think uh, you know we might all be owned by Disney at some point in the near
3: future. <laughs> well, exactly, and that's you know watching what we've been watching on Westworld. I wouldn't laugh about that too much about corporations taking us over so all right um otherwise doctor who news wise um not all that much else is going on so might as well just jump right in to leisure hive going back to the wilds of august 30th 1980 gosh you know some of us might not even been here yet in 1980
1: yeah i was four months away i was i was on the way i wasn't here yet (laughs) wow (laughs) i was kicking
3: so see you were you were just still a glint in your parents eye and a bump in your mom's tummy Yep, I wasn't even Pangle yet No (laughs) So yeah it's interesting Because this is also the beginning of the 18th season Of Doctor Who as we mentioned And BBC Really wanted to Revigorate Doctor Who At this point Tom had already been in for six seasons Before that And it was interesting that They brought in a new showrunner With uh, John Nathan Turner And you know, this is the first one of the results of that had a new, after almost, almost 10 years, they had a brand new opening. They had a, you know, new theme music. They also had also, you know, they changed Tom up and, you know, cause Tom was always for the last couple of seasons, Tom almost ran the show in a lot of ways with it. And, you know, they had, you know, Tom, you know, they said, all right, Tom, we're going to put you in a red outfit. We're going to change everything red. And it was, that was all John Nathan Turner who, you know, helped point the way for that. And you also had, of course, Lila Ward as Romana and K-9 for a couple of minutes until the stupid dog <laughs> ran into that... the ocean. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, I think uh, John I... Nathan Tur- Turner wanted to get rid of K-9 and he did in the first <laughs> five seconds
1: yeah and not in the best Which, way not in the most plausible way to get canine out of the story no about no. the least
0: plausible way <laughs> surely canine
1: would know better than to go charging into the ocean
0: i mean yeah. like 50, 51st century technology or something yeah.
1: like yeah, it explodes that yeah. plus, and plus you would you
2: would think he would be waterproof right. um i right. mean it just yeah it just seems like that was pretty ridiculous mm-hmm. um but you know Never let uh logic or anything that makes sense uh uh change uh it's or, or uh, that that yeah, I was gonna say that uh, <laughs> JNT that uh, don't that he won't stop it just because it doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, that was my I know I I see a lot of sort of middling reviews about leisure hive or when I talk to people about it, they s they, they think it's okay. But my main takeaway is that I really don't like John Mason Turner. <laughs> it's like even from the beginning, there is just something about his his episodes that really put me off. It, it's like he's not even trying. or He's I, uh, got this weird vision that just I don't think works well at all.
1: Yeah, especially I coming off. Know- know- I was going to say, especially coming off of season seventeen, because I thought I love season seventeen. I love the Douglas Adams influence in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And then oh, sure. Go moving away from that is is a little bit jarring. It's
0: very jarring.
1: Yeah. Well,
3: well, it was interesting too because the episode that was supposed to be before this one was Shada.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure. And so, yeah.
3: so that's last season before this was cut short because of the strike. And yep. so we never we back then Shada was just something that that was whispered in the air <laughs> and
1: everything
3: <laughs> exactly shut up. Shut up. what is this shut up? and you know i remember going to a doctor who convention actually seeing the script and it was like why was this not made and you know yeah so
0: it's like even the opening it, shot where they're showing the beach umbrellas and it just goes on and on and on oh it was, Forever. So, it
1: was so tedious yes <laughs> Like, well, wait a leap into the action, guys.
0: Yeah, <laughs> way to draw us
1: in. Right.
0: <laughs>
3: it would have been cool, though, if, like, they showed one of the tents and the TARDIS materialized inside of it. And you were able to see it materialized. Like, oh, like, like it stuck up and you know, lifted up off the ground with the TARDIS.
1: <laughs> that, 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 be, that would be more interesting than what happened. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. true. Yes. Very and I true. like when they're out on the beach. I thought, like it gives it a little bit of. I mean, I don't necessarily scope, but at least uh, it doesn't feel as claustrophobic as the rest of the story feels. I wouldn't mind if they spend more time on the beach. I just wish they were doing something that was interesting there.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, the interaction between Lala and Tom is still, you know, they're like an old married couple. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still kind of fun.
3: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as tense as it got later this season.
2: <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> we all know where it was heading, but.
2: <laughs> I wasn't quite there yet. I didn't know the first time I watched this, which was a few years ago uh, when I was doing my complete Tom fourth doctor watch. uh, I didn't realize that this was the first uh, foray into the JNT era. Um, But but I knew something was up. uh, (laughs) uh, So yeah, this is my second time watching it. And so uh, I can something when i watch this storyline cuz it's happened twice now when i watch this story something odd happens that i can't say i've ever experienced watching doctor who again this story makes my brain hurt like i <laughs> honestly get a headache after like the first episode of watching this because it there's a lot to like about it and we'll talk about some of the things i do like but let me just say outright this just makes this plot, this story, this characters makes no sense. Um, yeah, it they're is not even some, trying. No, they, they are they, not. You know, I, I watched the bonus material, and they were like, "Well, we wanted to make you know Doctor Who less silly because Douglas Adams made it too silly, so we wanted to dial that back." And I'm like, "Well, I'll take silly over like incomprehensible any day of the week." babble. Yeah. And oh, yeah, that's the other thing. We're going to make the science real and and everything's going to make sense. And so we're using tachyons because that's a cool thing. Right. And I'm like, I don't think you understand what that means (laughs) because that makes what you're doing with tachyons makes absolutely no sense. (laughs) And every time I try to think about it, I get a headache. Every time (laughs) I try to think about what's going on, I get a headache. Every time I'm like this, this episode, this story causes me pain. Well, causes me physical pain, and uh, I never want to watch it again.
0: It's like they just—they think, well, if we just use the word tachyon, that's sciency, right? If exactly. we just say tachyon, then it's science.
1: What does it mean? We don't know.
0: <laughs> we don't care. Well, tachyon, well, the, tachyon, tachyon.
2: <laughs> the writer said that he looked it up or something, and it said like, oh, they don't really—you know—they can't really exist. And so he's like, well, then I can do whatever I want with them. And I'm like, that's not how <laughs> science works. <laughs> I mean, I mean, now granted, in this day and age, I understand there is a huge amount of the population that believe that's how science works, <laughs> but that's not how science works. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I, I, I do apologize, Charles. I do not mean to. Like crap on this. Nope, um, Go right ahead. And, and there are some, there are some things I do certainly do not want to, uh, you know, uh, cause any yuck to your yum or whatever it's called, <laughs> right? Um, because th- th- there are some things that I do like about this, um, but. But, man, it is a slog for me to get through. And it really, like I said, it really hurts. I just, I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't understand it. I thought it was a weird thing the first time it happened. I thought, well, maybe I was just tired or not having a bad day or something. But the first time I started watching this first episode of this series, I was like, ouch. Like, Oh, yeah, big time.
3: It's just just like like it's not making
2: any sense to me. No.
3: That's what it was, though. the the science didn't add up the whole storyline oh they're faking the scientists are faking the tachyon thing to try to save this race and they didn't need to be saved anyway because they had the, the cloning machine instead. And it was just like, it felt like a Dr. (laughs) Seuss book. Let's run into the booth and you'll come out with a star. (laughs) And we're going to make
0: you older or younger, depending on what we need for the plot, even though it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever.
2: Can, Can we also set aside all of that for a second? Because like the title and the reason that they go there is because it's a a leisurely place, right? It's a place where people go to for vacation to relax or whatever. I never got that sense at all. Like, watching <laughs> this, I was like, "I'm like, man, this is a vacation
0: destination. Like they, they this is showing the, the like... people playing. What was it, racquetball or
2: something? Zero's yeah. gravity that's, squash. That's, <laughs> that's it. Like it mm-hmm. just like um, I I didn't see anything else that was leisurely about this place at all. Like I was just like, this is. Like, it's not even living up to the title. Uh, It's supposed to be a holiday complex and uh, with a message of peace built in. (laughs) And, uh, um, but yeah, uh, it was just like, ooh. Um, Now, I will say that uh, I did like the design and makeup. Of the Argolans,
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, me too. I, I, yeah. I
2: they that looked really cool. I even liked the little, you know, the the idea that every time like, as they're dying, like when a little beads falls off their head, like I I thought that was kind of cool. Um, they felt very, uh, but I thought they looked, looked cool. to me. Yes. for Ooh. some reason the design. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, which I, I liked.
0: That. I liked that about it.
3: I was thinking more of the B- B- B-52s cool. with the haircuts and
0: everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and also a Dr. Seuss, <laughs> come to think
1: of it. Oh, very much and, so. Yeah. <laughs> I can see them in Whoville. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. And uh, outside of the really, like, opening long tracking shot or whatever, um, I actually like the direction of this one. It feels more stylized. There's some really interesting, like, frames uh, framing going on with, uh, people in the forefront and the background and colors, the way that they work with colors. And I really did kind of like the direction of this overall. Uh, like I said, that first, that first shot is like, you know, uh, pretty, I don't know. I don't know how he got away with that, but the, uh, but the rest of once they get to the planet and all the direction that takes place in there, I really
1: did kind of like that. Yeah, and there's a long shot like that when, when you're first on the planet as well, sort of going across the laboratory area or whatever where you hear the, the dialogue off camera before the camera arrives there that I thought was nice too. And I like the 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 reveal at the um when that one guy is ripped open and there's a Fromosi inside. I thought yeah. that was a little disjointed. That was that was, was, that was,
0: that was, but, that was cool. Yeah. That was cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that that shot when you discover the sort of mask in the closet mm. and you see the mask in the forefront and the guy who's discovering it in sort of bathed in green light. And it just I love that visual. I thought it looked really cool. Yeah. Um and I like the, you know, I mean, I guess I was kind of thinking on it too, uh, in this time because you were joining us, Chuck. I thought like I mean, you know, they're not exactly puppets, but the um, but there is some puppetry going on yeah. with the uh, uh, pango, right?
1: The famosi is that what they're called? No, the pango was the bad guy. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, yeah right. It's
0: the from, is it famosi? I think
1: it's famosi. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. And the way their eyes moved, and and uh, you know the design of that and everything. I mean, yeah, I could tell it was a suit. Mm-hmm. Sure, but I mean. I, I thought it actually looked pretty cool. Yeah, I thought um, the head
1: the head is really cool. I think the body doesn't really work. It looks very costumey. Yeah, but at the true. head with those like chameleon eyes that move around, yeah, I, I like those. And at least in the first couple of episodes, the director does a really good job at like building
2: up to the suspense of what these things look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're just yeah. a hand. Or you see or their he, eyes yeah, or a- something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you he, see the eyes you they, see their hands you see yeah, yeah i think he's right.
0: doing that because he knows the costumes are not not <laughs> sure, that great sure. so so sure, he, but he frames them in this other way which is great which actually re- that part really works to help build yeah. up the suspense i agree mm-hmm.
1: yeah 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 and i, I like, unfortunately go ahead no go ahead i was gonna say i like the idea that there is like it's just silly but the, the this big this big aliens inside this little dude. It's the same yeah. thing I did with this Latine uh on in 2005 where yes. you know <laughs> you, you rip his face off and there's just like it's like four times his size alien standing there like hey, I was we, at least they dude.
3: were not farting so it's
2: okay. That's true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's
0: yeah. true. Well RTD said he he really likes leisure hive leisure hive
1: i bet there's a lot of elements of this that show up in his doctor who stories like the planet from midnight is Mm -hmm. very similar to this planet where it's a hostile atmosphere but like a resort planet um and i mean that's very similar to the situation that's going on on this planet you got the doctor getting old which happens again um in the rtd era Mm -hmm. there's there's several things like that that i mean i can see how maybe he liked this episode when he was young and it just stuck with him
2: let uh let's put a pin on that too uh, on the the aging of the doctor makeup wise looked amazing yes. and even paul even um tom's sort of acting abilities to act old i thought worked really well too and i was like man i wish i i just wish We saw more of him. Like, I don't feel like we really saw much of Tom or the fourth doctor in this. Mm -hmm. Like, I I just didn't. I felt like he was missing from the story a lot. It it
3: did. It felt like he was always, like, behind the scenes or he was actually in the background, which was weird because it was actually Romana in the forefront for a lot of this.
2: Which I appreciated as well. I mean, she's amazing in this as a character. Uh, I mean, they give her plenty to do. And uh, you know, I I thought that was that worked out pretty well. But I mean, they don't really. It's boy, you can tell it. They they opted not to go for silly, but instead they sucked all the fun out of it. Like it didn't (laughs) seem like there was any fun banter between Tom and Lala. You know, like I just thought, like yeah, they're there, but I didn't really feel like like there was a little bit in the beginning,
0: but yeah, not not like there was. No, in like when they episodes. were, the only
3: time I ever even felt it in this was when they were running from the, you know, guards and they went through the zero G racquetball court or something. Oh, look mm-hmm. at us. We're floating through, you know, the court. <laughs> oh, don't mind us. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> and it was it just very, like.
0: Yeah. I mean, T really wanted Tom to tone it down. And, and in some ways, I, I think Tom needed to tone it down. But, but yes. he uh he, he I mean they went too far, they kind of, yes. pulled, of pulled him out of scenes and placed him in the background
2: yeah some <laughs> of the some of the things that r t d wanted to do um were not bad on on their like as suggestions themselves because I think things were the season before that, i think uh you know Graham did get uh Graham Williams did get, uh, like, uh, things were out of control. It just wasn't focused. They weren't really, I don't think there were a lot of great episodes that season. And things were kind of, like, at a point where it's like, mm, we need to change things up a bit. And, and yeah, Tom's getting a little bit too silly at times. But to just sort of suck it all out, like, I was <laughs> like, oh, man. like move no, all the no,
0: joy. Like, <laughs>
2: We don't have to go from one pendulum side to the other. Like we can, we can go. There's a middle ground here we can we can shoot for. You know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's interesting too because even Moffat took the old man doctor into you know the new series because yeah. when we yeah. saw that in Christmas Town.
1: I think mm. Tom still looks the best out of all of them as an old man, oh, and the, the beard helps yes. tremendously. Oh, Having the beard obscure yeah. his face helps a lot, but also his face just lends itself more to it um but yeah, the new way of doing it is putting a latex head so when you're an old man your head is larger than the actor's heads usually is where they didn't have to do that with tom so i think it worked tremendously well
2: <laughs> i don't think you could make tom's head any larger <laughs> it's <was> already <laughs> it had a not, hard not enough at- time <laughs> holding that ego in come on not not at that point in time i mean he could barely get him through the door right. uh <laughs> yeah uh and I love Tom. I, I, Tom is my my favorite. He's my first. And uh but um ooh, yeah. This is was this was a huge signal that there's there's gonna be some rough times ahead for me. Uh as far as uh Baker, you know, uh, his run. Um which is unfortunate. But um but um, another, speaking of Tom, and speaking of uh, like the, the like I said, the great shots. I love the shot where they trace his his scarf to the dead body. I thought that was really fun, really well done. Like I said, there was a lot of directorial moments in this that I liked, and I did. I do really like the theme song change. Okay,
3: okay. It it was at the time when the first time I saw it when I was a kid. It was a shock because. The other one was the time tunnel was the only one I knew, Mm -hmm. you know, because that was, you know, every time on PBS, when I watched it, it was Tom, you know, it was the end of Pertwee all the way up to Tom's era. And it was just like, you know, six, six seasons worth. And it was just like, oh, and now this, oh, they made it disco. Oh my God. You know,
2: (laughs) I I liked it. But then again, I liked the whole like Mego Star Wars stuff and all that. So this was like right there. Um, This is actually the first Doctor Who uh, soundtrack, whatever you want to call it, because I got the single, the 45 of this song, of the theme then, because I I really enjoyed it. And I I thought it was a nice upgrade to
1: the the opening credits. Mm.
3: Oh, I didn't mind it, you know, after I got used to it.
1: Yeah. I thought the episode soundtrack was good, too. Yes. Yeah. Agreed.
2: I think some of it was a little too much. I think mm. that's what also was causing my headache. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of music. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so, yeah. And it's not orchestral. It's it's electronic. Yep. And uh, there were times where I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if we need this right now." But
3: <laughs> I could understand that. But it, yeah. it was interesting, too, because I know to go back to the opening, James Webb Telescope just, you know, put out one of its first images about a week or two ago. And <laughs> it looked like the opening to <laughs> Doctor Who. Yeah. Because it showed all, I the, it really all did. the galaxies. Yeah, it looked a lot, <laughs> <like> it. <laughs> it was like, wait a minute. We saw this over almost 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah, they haven't caught up with where the TARDIS has been yet. We're getting
3: there, though. We're close. It's getting better. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. And overall, you know, the bad guys were chewing up the scenery, and Mm -hmm. especially the the younger bad guy. I didn't at first. I didn't see that coming. You know, when the first time I saw it, you know, you didn't. He was like the tour guide. He was the you know the whole, and then he start. He just what started going more. maniacal and crazy and it was just like more and more and then until the final episode when they started cloning him and it was just like
2: oh jesus yeah he's like a
0: full-on nazi dictator
2: i don't i don't think you can see anything coming in this story (laughs) it's it's just like oh now we'll do this and now we'll do this and now we'll do this and it's like oh man like yeah uh, there's a on the bonus material uh they talked to uh uh the script editor i think uh christmas uh, chris uh bidmead right uh and he mentions that uh that john Nathan turner uh one of his unfortunately one of his weaknesses is story um but he didn't know it meaning (laughs) uh, John and Nathan Turner didn't know it and uh, nobody could talk him out of it Um, so as much as uh, he and and at at this time also this is a return Barry Letts returns to the franchise for a little while to sort of hold John's hand a little bit while he's you know doing being the new showrunner and unfortunately I don't think Barry does there's no there's nothing in here that I that I can recognize as being from Barry Letts so I think he was just like, you know, having tea going, just let, call me if you need me. <laughs> and John Nathan Turner was like, I don't need you. And yeah, <laughs> so, that doesn't surprise so Barry me Barry was all. just like, Barry was just like picking up a check, you know, right. like, yeah. like I'm just going to hang out and, you know, pick up a check.
0: I, I cannot see J and T taking advice from anybody, which, no. yeah, caused a lot of problems <laughs> during his era.
2: <laughs> and uh, I don't like the new uh outfit for the fourth doctor in this um the red, it's the too red yeah it's too like everything is one color like yeah. it, the hat and the and the coat and the scarf is and everything he's wearing underneath all is just this like maroon or whatever and it's like there's no like there's no like colors. there's no thing exciting
1: like it just kind of looks bland i think I don't mind I think it's kind of a cool look i it's too uniformy it's so what happened throughout the j and t era is the doctor has a uniform more of a costume that seems like um it, i think if he had different variations on the outfit, i think having the red mixed in there wouldn't be as bad, but just having that for his era I don't think it works that, that well i i i prefer the i prefer his original scarf for one
2: Oh yeah, that's oh, the one yeah. thing I'm. was like you're changing the scarf. Like I think yeah. that's where you start. You know, you don't change the scarf, but then you like you know maybe change up his look a little bit. But yeah, um, I, it didn't you know sort of make sense why he would have a a new scarf color. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but uh, you know whatever i mean that's and it's just sort of weird too the guy who wants to make things more serious is the guy who insists we have
1: to put a question mark on the on his, on his oh, yeah. like that. Oh. well he, he
0: wanted
1: to make it yeah he wanted to make it less silly but it, the show is still just as silly they just made it less witty which isn't yes. effective that, you know well said that, well yeah said. that's
0: a very good way to put it
1: i did yeah. like pangolin this i thought pangol was effective and surprisingly relevant now this young man who feels like the wants to get back to you know, wants to make Argolis great again <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. of glory yeah. days. i don't know where
2: we've heard that before <laughs>
1: wow and i thought he was well acted too yeah yeah well. i
0: agree he did make a good villain and and he does you don't realize it in the beginning where yeah. where that is going and i thought they did that well yeah
2: actually the acting throughout um both of the older uh, Argolans, I thought were, were played very well. Uh, the, the um, uh, female leader was very sympathetic as was the male, uh, but you know, as he died. Um, and uh, the other scientist that, uh, uh, that Romano works with, I thought he was uh, well acted as well. Um, yeah, I thought the acting was, was solid. It was weird for me to think when I, you know, did the research or whatever, meaning I looked at Wikipedia, Um <laughs> but uh that uh one of the actors i guess uh had played uh johnny ringo in the gunfighters mm-hmm. and i was like damn that's yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he was in the I, Two doctors also i guess he was the the elder guy that mm-hmm. died at the in the beginning like i uh, you yeah. know uh, i had to be cuz i mean there's no way like <laughs> i mean if he goes all the way back to that singing <laughs> that singing masterpiece, The Gunfighters.
3: Oh yeah, you know it basically is. You know he lo- was the first one to lose his marbles. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of us lost our marbles watching this one.
0: Well, it's not the thing. Is there is a there is a core of a good story here. I yeah. think. You know, I, I think if they had left out the so, so-called hard science parts, which were not but if i mean i feel like those were just like shoved in to mm-hmm. the story like jnt told the writer hey you have kind of a really interesting story about this dying race who had a 20 minute war that destroyed their planet and now they've got this basically a rebellious teenager who who mm-hmm. didn't grow up with the war and doesn't understand the consequences and is trying to take over and kill everybody basically i mean he even calls romana alien trash I mean that's gone mm-hmm. gone pretty yeah. far. And but that could have been a really interesting story and it is just shoved aside for this, you know, techno babble aspect, which is really sad because I yeah. think it really detracts from what could have been a strong story.
1: Yeah, the thing is you don't have to explain how the machine works. It's a machine on an alien planet. I don't I don't I don't need a long explanation of how the technology that does whatever they wanted to do in the story works. You know, they, I don't, you know, don't spend time explaining it. Just do things with it. Let me see it working. Uh, I did like the resolution, though. I, I love the little twist of uh, punishing the bad guy by turning him into a child again and just raising him over again. You know, there's a lot of people. Be, you know, <laughs> let's just try this again. Let's just start over. And from when you're an infant, and we'll just we'll just try it again.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really good too, and and RTD actually mirrors that in, in Boomtown, yeah, with the Slovene when he turns her back into an egg.
1: Yep, that's right. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah.
0: that he was thinking of, of Leisure High when he. Oh yeah. Did yeah. that.
3: Trying to see if they can get a fresh start, and you know, mm-hmm. we we'll, you know, if you, they, that was always the story. If you took Hitler and made him a child again, would he grow up the same way? Right. You
0: if know. you raised him differently, would it be the same?
3: Exactly. Yeah so it's it'll be very interesting any final thoughts before we go ahead and rate this one okay all right one out of five tardises one being the worst five being the best you know chuck this was yours so let's go ahead you go first
1: i'll go with a three
3: okay that's not yeah. bad
1: i don't hate it I don't. It's not my one of my top ones. I don't hate it. It's. It's. There's fun things. There's things I like and things I want to like and things I don't like.
3: Mister mm-hmm. Mike,
2: uh, despite <laughs> the fact that there are things that I do like in this, uh, I mean, <laughs> watching this causes me physical pain, <laughs> and I can't ignore that. So I mean, it gets like. Like a half a point. Wow! 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 Because I, I mean, I mean, even Ghostlight doesn't cause me physical pain (laughs) to watch it. You know, like, like, like this is just, yeah, I can't, I can't. Sorry.
3: No, no, no. That's totally understandable. This is the
2: uh, worst of Tom's run.
3: Oh, okay. Oh. I might question that one, but okay. <laughs> okay, Mary, what about you?
0: Uh, I think I'll give it a two and a half. Because, um, yeah, this is the beginning of j and and it shows. And I am not a fan at all. Uh, and I feel like his suggestions probably ruined a decent story. Um, kind of feel bad for the writer. Probably not where he was going in the beginning. Mm. Uh, but there are some good performances in here. And yeah. for that, I will get... And also some good design. And for that, I will give it a two and a half.
3: Okay. Okay. Okay, because, you know, I've read the target novelization of this. It didn't get much better, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go for a solid three um, for this one. And... You know, what saved it for me was Lila and Tom. But also, I love this was the first one with the neon tube logo of Doctor Who. That's You know, they changed out from the diamond logo for this. And it, it ushered in because that logo stayed all the way through the Fifth Doctor era. I think they changed it when uh, Colin came on. So it was very interesting to see you know, the changes, and I wasn't as harsh of a critic of the red outfit or, you know, it was still Tom, and, you know, when I was a kid and watching these, these were still fun, and it's like, hey, people have marbles dropping out of their head, that's pretty cool, Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, it was was interesting. Um, There was a lot of good chances for this story to take off, didn't, but. I enjoyed it and enough to go. Thank God there wasn't five episodes. You know, I was like,
2: Oh man, I don't know if I would have made it. I would have had to call the EMTs or something. Um, hey, uh, as, as, as bad as I have been and hugely critical of the Chris Chibnall era, he never caused me physical
0: pain.
3: <laughs> wow. You've, so you've brought up to compare this both Chris Chibnall and ghost light mike wow
2: that's... Yep, yeah yeah so that's uh that goes to show you just like yeah how severe it is wow okay well
3: we know what episode not to come back to to visit for mike gordon so we definitely understand that well that is going to wrap up this episode then for tonight we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home feedback at com. definitely would love to hear Your thoughts on this one, did it cause you physical pain like Mike Gordon or was it just okay? You know, at least hopefully you weren't writhing on the floor and like, oh, my God, make it stop. Make it stop. So it was just it was interesting. All right. Well, thank you guys, everybody at home. Join us again in two weeks. We are going to be coming to you live. That's right. We are going to be doing Doctor Who Essentials on Facebook Live and we are coming to you, it's going to be the 9th of August, so Tuesday night and at 8 p.m. Eastern. So join us. We'll, send, we'll put notices up and everything. And I think we might actually be playing around with StreamYard. We'll be stealing it from the folks at the DragonCon Report. So I think, you know, we'll be able to do chatting and everything. So it should be a ton of fun. Charles, thank you, though, so much for joining us tonight.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
3: Do you want to promote your stuff real quick?
1: I do. Yeah, Felt Nerdy. We'll be doing four shows at Dragon Con. Uh, We'll be doing a big Doctor Who show again this year. Um, So if you can't wait for the 10th Doctor and the 13th Doctor to come back, they're both going to be at Dragon Con. Just come to the Brit Trek for our show, 8.30 on Sunday. Uh, We're also doing a very adult show on Saturday night. that will be adult only. And um, That's not Doctor Who, right? That's not Doctor Who, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just wanted to make sure. (laughs) And... um, We'll be doing two other shows at the convention as well. And we'll be also in the the late night puppet slam again. We're helping with the kids crafting hour. We'll be volunteering at one point at the, at the puppetry merch table. We're going to be all over the place this year. So follow felt nerdy on Facebook or Twitter, and you can catch all the updates. And then with Earth Station Trek, we've been doing over the summer a series of live episodes um, going out on Facebook, our Facebook group, uh, Earth Station Trek, as well as YouTube. Also going out as audio podcasts, getting some more interaction from our listeners, and we've been having a lot of fun with it. So check out Earth Station Trek. If you like talking about Star Trek, come, come join in.
3: That is awesome. That is really, really awesome. Um, I can announce right now that it is official. There will be an Earth Station hoot at uh, DragonCon. We will have a panel. So, Yay. so times and stuff are yet to be determined in which room but I know it's going to be through the brick track and I think we're going to be talking all about uh, Jodie Whittaker's era as the doctor so we are going to be looking at Doctor 13 and I think we have Uh-oh.
0: there's going to be an awful lot of bashing coming now. <laughs>
3: talking about feeling um, you know sick to your stomach not about Jodie yeah <laughs> No, no, no. But and i actually, I think Chuck, you and Veronica might be joining us for that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're waiting for to find out what the times are to make because we've got a lot of things that we're booked at. But um, yeah, let us know. We 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 would love to. And we we both I think enjoy the whitaker era more than you guys have. So we'll be uh, you know, uh, <laughs> that's, count- not, <laughs> a that's know? not a high bar. That's not a high bar. Look at what look
2: at what episode of Doctor Who he
3: picked for us to review. So there you
2: go. I know, right? <laughs>
3: So there you go. And let's thank our regulars, of course, Mr. Mike. We made it through another one, my friend.
2: I did, just barely. I did. I did. <laughs> I'm glad to hear
3: that. And of course, um me and Mike also have the Dragon Con report, which is now out. Episode 7 is out. You can find it wherever fine podcasts are found and we talk all about parties at Dragon Con and events. So, it's pretty cool and we got a lot of great questions this time from the live studio audience. So it was pretty cool. And of course, Ms. Mary Ogle, thank you as always.
0: Oh, thank you. It's always wonderful to be here.
3: It is always great. And folks, you know, Mary has a great Etsy store or a great website. Check her out. You want to give the addresses?
0: Yeah, just, you can visit me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVisionArts. Arts.
3: Excellent. Folks, we will see you again in two weeks. We'll be live. And you know what? We're still trying to figure out what we're going to be doing for the rest of the downtime of Doctor Who. So if you guys have suggestions for us, please write us. Feedback at ourstationwho.com. We definitely would love to hear from you. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are found. I'll just look up our station who or just subscribe. You're listening to us right now, obviously. So please listen. Thank you, everything. We will see you here next time. We do appreciate you. And let's go hop in the TARDIS and explore the galaxy. Peace, and we are done. Boom. Ta-da. Nailed it.
2: You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes.
1: Describe grab this show? Like, what's really gonna grab people's attention
0: and make them tune in?
3: Nerdgasm for your ear-chasm? What? The spice must flow to be in the know. Um... Don't be a willow. Grab your pillow.
0: But that one doesn't even make sense.
3: Alright, stop. snack a seat and listen. The nerds are back with the brand new edition. No! Uh, okay, then. The Blurred Nerds podcast. Rants, raves, reviews, recaps and other bits of random fandom.
0: Well, see, that's perfect. You should have just led with that one.
3: Resistance is futile. Listen to the blurred nerds podcast right meow
1: fine make it so
0: this has been a broadcast of the eso network be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our eso patreon or by shopping for the t public store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com the eso network your station for all things geek